Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. In today's episode, I want to talk to all of you about how you can apply New Year's resolutions to a construction project. So I'm going to go through the steps, whether you're a homeowner or a designer, I'm first going to discuss what to do if you're in the middle of a project, or if you're a designer and you're managing multiple projects, how you can start this new year fresh as far as reigning in meetings, getting back involved, being an active team member, and asking the questions you need to be asking. But for those of you who are still planning a project, I wanted to talk about how a New Year's resolution could be applied to your situation. And that may mean being more proactive with figuring out your best timeframes to take on a project, approaching contractors with that knowledge in hand, and why and how that will benefit you in the end, but also that this could be an opportunity, a real golden opportunity to do even more research, which I know you're chuckling if you've listened to me before because I am that research nerd, but I do and I plan myself to take this opportunity to see this as a gift to get everything really wrapped up and tight before your project starts. I can't wait to dig into this more with you. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the podcast and Happy New Year. Here we are in the first week of 2022, and I hope each and every one of you had a a wonderful holiday break and got some time to just relax and decompress. I know I took some time off from work, which is very hard for me to do, I have to admit. I did check emails and texts periodically, but I didn't have any client meetings, and to me, that actually is a huge break. And most of my projects were pretty quiet between the week of Christmas and New Year's, which is somewhat traditional. So it allows me some time to step away and and just really get some downtime, which I know I needed and I'm sure a lot of you needed as well. So I really hope you all did that and were able to sort of enter this week with some sort of rejuvenation, at least some more energy to tackle whatever the hell 2022 is going to bring our way. And like I've been saying, I bid 2021 good riddance and happily so, quite frankly, and I'm hoping that 2022 has a few surprises in store for us to diminish the negativity that we all felt throughout 2021. Now, as far as my industry, I don't see a whole lot changing in the first quarter of this year. I I wish I was wrong. I'd love to be wrong. But I I think the supply chain issues are going to continue for a while as we sort of figure out this new path. And hopefully the world in general gets healthier. And so we can start hopefully mid-year, get back to a little bit more of what we would normally 
see in our industry with normal supply chains. But that obviously time will tell. And I'm happy to come back on here and say I was wrong. February, the clouds parted and woohoo, we're back to normal. Um, I'm really would be thrilled to be wrong in that case, but I'm I'm a little concerned it might take a little longer than that. So of course we need to enter to 2022 with the same amount of patience as we had in 2021. And unfortunately that's no fun, but I know it will make everyone's jobs go more smoothly if we can try to be more patient, not only with the products, but with the teams working on getting those products in place. So this week, everyone is going to be inundated with resolutions and lose 10 pounds and get back into exercise and clean out your home and organize your kitchen and everything in between. And I, for one, don't really believe in resolutions. I, while I have made those lists in the past, I I know that I'm just simply not motivated because it's January 1st or January or what have you. I'm more motivated throughout the year at different times. So I try not to put a lot of weight into yearly resolutions. I try to improve whatever I need to improve at that time and not just put it off until the year end and make some huge long laundry list of the things I need to work on. That to me just sounds very overwhelming. But I did want to take a moment and talk about the kinds of resolutions that could apply to what this podcast is all about, and that is managing your construction projects. So I know a lot of you listening have ongoing construction projects, and hopefully you did get a little bit of a break and a breather over the holidays to get rid of a little bit of the dust in order to entertain friends and family. But here we are starting up again, and things will be a little clunky in the beginning. And I do want to forewarn everyone about that. You know, don't expect that the team came in Monday morning, January 2nd, and just immediately took off where they left off. Because a lot of the guys actually seem to take off more this year, and and I'm glad they did. Now, that may have proven frustrating to you as the homeowner or to you as the designers trying to manage them, but I do think that everyone was truly worn out. And so my hope is that the teams will come in feeling more refreshed, more revived, with more energy to start in on the projects and and tackle what they need to take on. So where would resolutions come into play then? Well, it sounds silly, but I think this is a great opportunity, a great fresh start to get back control of the project. And That goes for homeowners as well as designers. Now, I know obviously homeowners are working on one project, their own. They're likely living in it as well. So they have that stressor component. And then designers listening, you have multiple jobs that you're running at one given time. And they're at all different stages of a construction project. And that can get overwhelming. So this is an opportunity to just take a moment, really sketch it out. If you're a homeowner, where are you in your project? Have you gotten a little lazy about those weekly meetings? Now's the time to rein it all back in and start back in fresh. And and by the way, communicate all of this with your contractor. And, And it's fair to go and say, hey, you know what? The fall, the winter, the holidays, however you want to term it, got away from me, but I want to start fresh. Let's go back to those Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. meetings again, starting this week. And if the contractor is like, whoops, uh, I kind of didn't expect you to do that. 
okay, fine, let's find a different day this week, but next week we're going back to those Wednesday 8 a.m. meetings. And don't be alarmed if they aren't ready for you this coming Wednesday. If you have slacked off, then chances are he's not prepared for that meeting. And to be honest, the meeting wouldn't have a lot of value if the contractor wasn't prepared. So that's the kind of thing that I think would be really important to start fresh, start anew with this first month of the year. Same goes for designers. Maybe you've slacked off on one or two jobs because they're at a slow point and you think, oh, there's not a lot going on. I don't need to go to every meeting. Double down on that effort. Get back into those meetings. Downtimes are actually a perfect time to really understand what the team's working on, what's coming next, and to get ahead of any requests, requirements, or selections that need to be made when it's going to be a busy time and you might feel more overwhelmed by all the other details going on. So now is the perfect time to get those meetings back up and running, back tightened down, structured and goal-oriented. And we go through this a lot in all the other episodes, but your meetings should be goal-oriented, not just, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? You want to have specific questions. You want to come in knowing what's going on, knowing what's coming next, and knowing what's coming down the road. And if you don't know those answers, as I'm saying them, there's your goal of the next meeting really drill down, go through all of that, stay on top of all of the details of your job. And again, designers are working on two, three, four, five, who knows how many jobs. So there's going to be a lot of details that need to be figured out and maintained and controlled as you go along. So again, I think this is a really great time of the year to just say, okay, I'm back in it. Let's do this. Let's get this all reined in and under my control. Okay, so what does that control let you do? It lets you be more involved, both as a homeowner and as a designer. It lets you be more collaborative. It creates that team that I'm always talking about. So for instance, let's say a homeowner has slacked off the meetings and really has only attended one since, let's say, October. No shame, and I'm certainly not here to shame you, but what happens is the team will no longer reach out to you for collaboration or advice unless something's really important because, to be fair, they will think that it isn't as important to you, and you don't want to give that impression. You want to be heavily involved in your own project. One, I think it builds your own knowledge about your home and what you're living in, and you're going to be maintaining for years and years after the contractor leaves, but also it allows you to understand the process. And who doesn't want to understand more about why things are taking so damn long, right? If you understand the process, then you understand why this step comes before that step, which precedes the following steps. That's how you get more collaborative with your team and allows you to have more of a say in how things are going. And the same with designers. You can't be supporting your team if you don't know what your team is working on. And the only way to know what the team is working on is to be attending meetings, going on site visits, showing up when they are reaching out for questions, All of this is how you can be more collaborative. It allows you to understand the process behind your design. And more often than not, the design and the process don't always jive perfectly. They usually come darn close. 
But more often than not, something needs to be tweaked ever so slightly with the design in order to make the process work. If you are involved, then the designer has a say, has a voice in the decision-making process of what gets tweaked for that design. Perhaps it's something so simple that it won't even be noticed in the end of the visual part of the design. But being involved, being available to your team is the only way you're going to know that in order to be able to collaborate towards an end result that you want to see. And lastly, in order to get the best results throughout your project, you need to be asking lots of questions. As a homeowner, your questions are going to be more generic and more broad because this is all likely new to you. But as a designer who's been doing projects ongoing for years, your questions are going to be more pointed, more directed, and likely more critical at any stage in the process. But more importantly, in the beginning and middle, when really the design decisions are implemented. So what kinds of questions do you want to ask? Well, it depends on where you are in your project. But as a homeowner, you're going to want to ask, I see on the schedule, I don't know, the plumbing is going to start in February. What do I need to have in place? Or do you have everything I selected? Has it all come in? If you're not the one that's expediting all of those orders, you likely won't know if the toilet seat is back ordered. Okay, if it's just the toilet seat, do we care? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. But unless you ask, unless you're constantly questioning, where are we now? Where are we going next? And where are we going after that? You could find yourself behind the eight ball when the contractor comes to you and says, hey, we're missing the toilet seat. We, we have to have that for X, Y, and Z reasons. And now all of a sudden, you're in a mad panic trying to figure out where it all went. And it was ordered months ago. And well, they said it shipped, but you don't think it showed up. And all of a sudden, it's all chaos when it all could have been avoided if you were following along, asking the questions as you went through the process. Same goes for any designers listening. You just have a whole lot more details to attend to because if you're running three projects, you're going to have three sets of selections. You're going to be expediting countless things if the contractor is not doing it or perhaps he's doing some of his expediting and you're expediting orders that you have made. All of a sudden, there's so many moving parts. It is super easy for things to fall through the cracks with no bad intentions in place. It's just there's a lot going on and you constantly need to stay on top of it or things get missed and then panic sets in. And trust me, I have been in all of these scenarios. Please don't think my projects are perfect from day one to the very last day because they aren't. But I know these steps. I make sure that I rein them in if something has slipped. And this is the perfect opportunity in order to make sure things haven't slipped any further than they have to. And then again, it gets you on good footing for 2022. And even if your project is finishing up at the end of January or early February, there's no bad time to get control back. You're going to be heading into a punch list and chances are some things will need to be addressed. And if you're on top of things, if you're dialed back into the team, everything just goes more smoothly. It just that works that way. That's the nice thing about it. You stay dialed in, things go smoother. 
It can be that simple. You just have to put in the effort and you have to put in the time and energy to make it work for you and your team. So that all applies to people currently in construction right now, right? Now, if you are planning a project for 2022, and I have spoken to countless people in the last couple of months about projects that they are anticipating and projecting for 2022, now is the time, the perfect time to really get a feel for what does that mean? A lot of people will say, well, I went over my calendar and March seems like a really good time for me for all these variety of reasons. And so I want the project to start in March. And I hear people say that and I think, okay, that is fantastic. And I love that you looked at your own calendar and found that March works for you. But have you spoken to anyone about that? Have you spoken to any contractors? Have you been interviewing contractors? If you have been interviewing contractors, have you mentioned that pretty much on day one? Because I don't know a lot of contractors who could take on a big enough job if that's what the scope is in a matter of two months. 2021 just beat the hell out of all of us and beat up all of our timelines. So I want your expectations to be in line with what's realistic for you and your project so that if March isn't remotely possible because of a variety of reasons, then I want you to be looking further along in your calendar. Okay, if not March, then when? So that there is a backup. And and I would recommend having probably two dates that are fairly far apart in the year that, or maybe not dates, but two timeframes fairly far apart in the year when you do start approaching contractors so that you can automatically during the call say, okay, if March doesn't work, I've identified October. And that gives the contractor the opportunity to say, yeah, there's no way I could get in on March. But October, I, I think these other two jobs will actually finish by then. I can pencil you in. And so you're not wasting time, maybe a week or two passes as you go through your calendar again because life gets in the way. And then all of a sudden you've lost two weeks and the sort of the momentum is gone. So try to be proactive for 2022 as far as when a good time would be to start. And and trust me, I know and I'm sure I can feel people cringing right now saying, gee, Renee, March versus October, that's like ridiculous. I want to start my project in March and be finished by October. And I hear you and I get it. And I can promise you that this year will be perhaps the makeup year, meaning things will still be pushed, but people are desperately trying to make up for lost time in 2021. And so I want your expectations to be based in the reality that I know and have heard from all of my teams as far as their timing. So I, I want you to understand that it's not that a contractor doesn't want your project because I occasionally do hear that and think, oh, Renee, they didn't want to work with me. They told me they weren't available until October. And then I think to myself and often say to them, well, if they didn't want your project, they wouldn't have even offered you October. I mean, think about that, right? If they don't want your project, they'll come up with a variety of different ways and possibly just come right out and say, I'm terribly sorry, but I can't do that project. So if a contractor is pushing you off, it is likely because his 2021 projects have just not finished. And that is all of our realities. I have half a dozen projects that are bleeding into 2022 that should never have come into 2022. 
And it just is what it is. And I keep hearing that. And I've started applying that to my own life and my work is it is what it is. So be proactive, find two different timeframes, approach your teams with that information so that you can have a productive conversation in the first call and not have to do all of this phone tag and catch up and prolong the conversation any longer than necessary. And then again, this gives you more research time. I know nobody wants to hear that, but this does give you more time to prepare because if it was March, March will be upon us in a nanosecond. You know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I want you all to be as researched as possible going into your project so that you have the control and understanding and basic knowledge to do your project as successfully as possible. And so for designers, that applies to you as well. So I'll give you a personal example. I am taking on a few new construction projects for 2022 that I know likely won't start until late spring, early summer. But we are going to spend the winter doing selections and drawings and hammering out those design decisions and as many elements as possible before we even go to that next step of finding the contractor so that when we do, we haven't lost any time. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to it, right? We're going to have that breathing room to really let the creative juices flow, really dig into selections and choices, maybe explore more options than we necessarily could because of a tighter timeline. I'm I'm trying very hard to see the bright side of this. And, And in fact, I'm finding there is going to be, I think, a significant bright side to it. Now, these projects, the clients wanted to start in January, in February. And so the initial disappointment is already there. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. They are disappointed. Now, I think they understand the why. They understand the supply chain issues. They understand the chaos that 2021 wreaked in the construction world's schedules and abilities to finish jobs, but it's still there. And so I also think that this design, discovery, and drawing phase will boost their spirits again, because trust me, that is the fun time. It's the fun time for designers, Although I do nerd out on construction projects, and I'm sure that doesn't come as a surprise to any of you, but that is the fun part. That is when, like I said, the creative juices start flowing, and it's always when the client really buys into and gets that supreme excitement for the project to come. And and trust me, that emotion that you get is important because if you are listening to my podcast, you know that there's emotional stages of construction and excitement is critical in the beginning because fatigue is what comes next. And so you need the excitement to get you through that fatigue period and and then progress through the other phases of hopefully avoiding anger and then ultimately joy and relief and, and of course, more excitement that the project is over. So I am going to take this winter and and look upon it as a gift from the hell that we survived in 2021 into a longer runway into starting the projects in 2022 so that we can really explore all of the exciting opportunities that renovation projects present to a home. And they really are exciting. And I just love 
starting new projects and seeing what all the possibilities could be. And trust me, they don't all work. And some of them are just downright weird, but we like to explore them just in case, just in case that one weird angle might present something that creates this magical moment because it does happen. And I have had clients be like, Renee, remember that time that I thought you'd lost your head and now this most wonderful part of the house. So it does happen. And I want you all to feel confident to explore all of the options and not just what seems really obvious and in front of you, because there's so much more a house can provide for you if you think outside of the box. And of course, why I always recommend hiring a professional to help you with that, because we see more of the opportunities because of all of the projects we work on than if you're just a homeowner and you're trying to figure it all out on your own. So to recap, It's the first week of January of 2022. I am cautiously optimistic, keeping my hopes in check and praying that there is some light at the end of the tunnel that we've all been living through. I am going to take this as an opportunity to explore new design and selection phases before starting some construction in late spring, mid-year, and maybe that gets pushed to mid-year, early fall. I mean, again, that still could happen. But I really do challenge you to look at this as an opportunity and not just a delay in your schedule because it is challenging to be creative when you're frustrated and grumpy and angry about scheduling. And and I don't blame you for it, but I just know that it is really hard to have those emotions and be creative at the same time. The, The brain just simply doesn't support both of those emotions. And so for those of you who are knee deep in projects, really, this is your chance. Clean slate it. Get back in there, rein it all in, take back the control, get in there with questions, and just know that this will help you finish strong. Whether you're a homeowner managing your own renovation or whether you're a designer trying to juggle multiple projects, this is a great time. We've had a little bit of a break. Hopefully, you all had some rest and relaxation periods while you were celebrating the holidays and can come at the new year with a fresh start and a renewed energy to take on the construction project and manage it just like a pro. If any of you need more tips, more tricks, more checklists, more to-do items, there is lots of material on my website from workbooks and checklists And then, as always, there are the courses, Only Girl on the Job Site for the homeowner, as well as Only Girl on the Job Site for the designer. And those take you step-by-step through each and every process that you will experience, whether it's your own renovation project or whether you're managing it for your own clients. These hold a wealth of knowledge. They are broken out into self-paced modules that you can skip around depending on where you are in the project, so that you can be as knowledgeable as possible in the moment that you're in. And then the beauty that both courses offer are the private Facebook groups. And that is where the peer learning takes place. So the courses really are something I'm very proud of that allows me to support you even further and even more in depth than I can on these podcast episodes. So again, I wish you a happy and healthy 2022. 
I think the most important resolutions for 2022 is to get your project back on track or to plan your project for 2022 with the most knowledge and confidence that you can get. So as always, if this leaves you with more questions and answers, please feel free to reach out to me. I am happy to discuss whatever is personal to your situation that isn't necessarily covered in detail in these episodes. I can't thank you enough for your time today, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.